from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, August 23rd, 2013. This is the Relevant Podcast. This week's show is sponsored by Audible.com. If you like to read books, but maybe you don't have enough time to read, and you want to listen to books, well, check out Audible.com. They are the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet, a service that allows users to choose the audio versions of their favorite books with a library of over 100,000 titles. Uh, some of those titles... Our former podcasters, like uh, Karen Russell, New York Times bestseller, her book Vampires in the Lemon Grove, you can find that on audible.com, as well as uh, Peter Hitchens, uh, who was on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago, the brother of uh, famed atheist Christopher Hitchens, his book, The Rage Against God, How Atheism Led Me to Faith, fascinating book, you can find that on audible.com as well. Right now, you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash relevant. We're big fans. Thanks to audible.com for sponsoring this week's podcast. Well, here we are, guys. I am your, your producer slash editor slash host, Chad slash, Michael Snavely. Slash everything. Slash um, best friend. It was, uh, if you're new to the podcast, if you've never listened to us before, you're jumping in at a very interesting time because I am not the usual host. Um, you might want to go back and listen to last week's. If you did listen to last week's, you know what's going on. We'd just like to say at the very beginning of the show that we've been overwhelmed with the love and the support uh, that's been pouring in for Cameron, for Maya, for Cohen. Uh, after Cameron's announcement last week at the end of the show, uh, he's going to be taking a sabbatical. Uh, he's going to be off the podcast for a while. Um, so we appreciate that. Cameron knows that you guys are reaching out to him. He is very appreciative of that as well. And uh, but we're here. Uh, we've got a, a show to do. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep you guys laughing like we normally do. I know last week was a little weird uh, towards the end, but uh, but you know Calvin Kearley's here. Uh, um, yeah, I, pre- prepare to get off rails quickly. <laughs> pretty fast. <laughs> right, right next to him, uh, Eddie. New podcast. Hey man. Hello, hello. That that's is that your new? <laughs> Wait, Wait did you, you stole it. Oh, I've been wanting to do that forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only man who's been brave enough to do oh, that. Wow. Well, Look, let's, now let's... we have to come up with something cool <laughs> on the spot. I'll, I'll, I'll give you ten seconds because uh, before I introduce Jesse, back in the saddle from Nashville, Tennessee. He's coming back on the podcast for the next few months, guys. The Tyler one, yes. Huckabee. The one, the only. Uh, oh, hey, guys. I've missed you. I've missed you guys. Yeah, we miss we miss you too, man. It's good to hear your voice. This is a big deal. Uh, and then, uh, of course, on the on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Yippee-ki-yay-yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not feeling that. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a low, low back. Change your order next week, Chad, so Eddie can't steal it. <laughs> Eddie's already disrupting things over here. Mm-hmm. Come yeah, on. we're already in the ditch. Man. Yeah. We've got a great show today, guys. We've got um, Audrey Assad, singer-songwriter Audrey Assad. 
she's got a brand new album out. It's actually uh, it's featured on our, our new music service uh, streaming service on relevantmagazine.com called The Drop, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more later. That thing but is amazing. It's amazing. We're going to talk about yeah, it. We are going to talk about that. I love it. Uh, but uh, Wait, Audrey's not right now. But not right now. I'm just, Don't even I'm just mention teasing it, it right I now. It's a tease. To, I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that we're not talking about it right now, though. <laughs> because... I, need to, I need to order my thoughts a little bit before yeah. we dive into yeah. that one. So it is pronounced Drop, then? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Got it. What, 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 what was the th- alternative? Uh, I, Droop. I, I thought, thought there was an umlaut. Over I thought there that. was an umlaut as well. Droop. 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 I thought the, I thought the O kind of had two syllables to it, yeah. like a Droop. I don't know who owns relevantmagazine.com slash Droop, but I'm interacting their way. Yeah. yeah. Whoever it is, they're streaming Audrey Assad's new album called Fortunate Fall. And we were happy enough uh, to talk to her this week. Tyler actually talked to her. And uh, we're going to be featuring our interview with her coming up later on the show. And uh, we also have something else. A little later in the show. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm just going to say, when you hear it, you'll know what it is. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So really, I do want to talk about the drop now. Oh, okay. now? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you we had at least 15 minutes. I think I've given you guys enough time. You were right? unable to improvise and just pull it 10 seconds earlier? No, no. no I want to talk about, about it now. now it's okay. okay Halfway through my notes. Yeah. <laughs> so this week on RelevantMagazine.com, we launched a new, well, semi-new, a new music streaming service called The Drop. Those longtime listeners, longtime listeners will remember we used to have a music streaming service called The Drop back in the day when we, you know, relaunched our new website a couple years ago, The Drop went away. Well, it's back. It's a great free music streaming service. Uh, new music every week is going to be released on The Drop. Uh, there's some incredible albums out there right now, like the new Digital Age album is streaming right now on The Drop. Uh, they were our podcast guest last week. Audrey Assad's album is up there. Uh, there's an incredible one from a guy named Brady Toops out of Nashville. It's kind of a Johnny Cash-ish nice. uh, worship oh, album. Man. Um, man, it's so good. But uh, it's 100% free. You can access it on your mobile device, your laptop, wherever you are. Um, guys, it, it's been blowing up. We've been watching the tweets come in. It's really, really exciting. We've, we're, we've put a lot of work into the drop. And uh, if you're a fan of good music, which if you listen to this podcast, you probably are because mm-hmm. we try to introduce you to a lot of great music, um, you will absolutely love the drop. So check it out. It's relevantmagazine.com slash the-drop is where I believe it is, but you can access it you know, right from the homepage and stuff like that. Did we establish that if there's an umlaut or not? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I would say no. My keyboard does have a designated umlaut key as well. <laughs> yeah. Do you got yours at Ikea? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's instead of a QWERTY, it's a WERTY. <laughs> got an umlaut right in the middle there. So <laughs> when you special. go to the drop, um, can you can you burn the music to a CD? Yes, oh, 1990, cool. Calvin. Okay, yeah. cool. Get, get out, old man. <laughs> yeah. Can I put it in my uh, Winamp player? You're in Winamp, yes. yes. My Zune, your Zune has a connection Zune. to it, right? Yeah. Zune was kind of great, though, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't yeah. have one, but it had a radio. I, I kind of that still. Be, that's pretty groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's technology that's been around for 150 years. <laughs> Wait, is, is it so you can <laughs> so you can listen to the episodes of like a, a an old timey Lone Ranger radio broadcast? <laughs> Finally, take that uh, Apple, <laughs> your newfangled iPod. I just feel like I'd really like uh, a radio. You're, you're going to miss out this War of the Worlds invasion show. I'm missing. <laughs> Shocking stuff. I'm listening to all the Nixon debates on my Zoom. Like, I hate you guys. Highlights from the Scopes Monkey Trial coming right to my phone. 
You were really digging deep. That was a great one. Scopes monkey trial. Wow. What I liked about the Zoom is it was a crank power system. You just kind of cranked it. Right. Even the um, Amish could use it. Yeah, even the yeah, Amish. Yeah, my whole family used to gather around the Zoom to hear you know highlights from Brooklyn Dodgers games. Mm-hmm. Minnie's the happy memory I have of listening to old Billy Sunday sermons on my Zoom. Oh, no. Those were good. I'm just gonna let this play out and see how far back we can go. <laughs> yeah. Is this, this this is the drop conversation you brought? This so 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 the drop unfortunately does not have radio. If if you want to listen to the radio, you can uh, pull out most electronic devices made in the last century. Yes. What, don't you want to listen? Why don't? You, why are you? What about Prairie Home Companion? Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. No, nothing. Nothing says cutting edge culture like Garrison Keillor. Stories from Lake Wobegon. The fake Lake Lake Wobegon stories. You're going to have to go somewhere else. I'm looking at. Uh, I'm on the drop right now. I'm wow. looking at uh, Hoyle. I love these oh, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leather. Their song "Train to Georgia" is amazing. A lot of Facebook shares. Yeah. A lot of Twitter. Nobody has shared it on Pinterest yet. I don't understand that. I I, I thought that the drop would be perfect for Pinterest. It doesn't make Good. sense. Not really. Not, I don't not really know really. anything. Not really. I don't. Um, are any of you on Pinterest? Calvin is. I am. Cloak, Cloak and Dapper is. I. I had one, but I stopped using it a long time ago. But I brought this yeah. up on the podcast before. But I think it's worth mentioning again that I have. I really want to create a Pinterest that I just start inviting random people to that I don't know, and I just take really like awesome looking pictures of food that I find on the internet and post fake recipes that don't yeah. work. Yeah, 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 heard, yeah you said that. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And, and just watch mad comments float in when when they're. You know, meal turns out disastrously. Yeah. And First, just give them like really obscure ingredients that they have to walk around the grocery store like for yeah. like hours to yeah. try and find. Yeah. And really strange like wastes of food. Like first boil eight cups of whole milk. Set yeah, set aside. <laughs> throw that in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Line the outside of your cup with it and then yeah. pour it out. Yeah. But hold on, here's what I really love about egg yolks. Here's what I really love about Pinterest recipes and recipes that you look up online yeah. is that you have to oh. wade through nine paragraphs of their feelings about oh, this yeah. dinner experience sure. before you finally just get to ingredients. It's sure. just like Yeah, I just want sweet a- potato fries, man. Yeah. Just- well it's good to know that that you can you know you can can, you can also share the new Hoyle CD. Yeah, yeah, love. Yeah, you, yeah. have you listened to Hoyle? I love them. So I love them. good. They're tenth. You know, the first place I heard Hoyle was the night it was at your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played, which is the same night I heard Light Society. Yep, and they're on, on, on the well. drop, love which it. was the same night that we saw Lizzie interviewed. Yep, from Market Colors, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. That was a big night. Full circle. Tied thanks to together. thanks to thanks to Pinterest. Speaking of great new music, there's some uh, <laughs> some. <laughs> you like that? It took us about 25 wow. minutes to get that all the way. Doing circle. great. Thank you. Yeah. Just, just, just so good. Rolling this train along, guys. Okay. Uh, music releases. Some good stuff coming out on Tuesday, August 27th. Bell and Sebastian oh. coming out with the Third oh, yeah. Eye Center. Big fans of them. Love them. Uh, the Dodos are coming out with Carrier. Franz okay. Ferdinand still making music. Oh right, yeah, right thoughts, right words, right action. Uh, last and definitely not least, our friends Jars of Clay. They're coming oh. out with the album oh, Inland. Yeah. Uh, Jars of Clay, a little behind the scenes action here. Uh, you guys are going to be listening to this podcast on Friday, the very next day on Saturday in the morning. Jars of Clay is coming by the studio to play no a few songs from this album. Yeah, you should come by. Can I bring Eve? Very cool. Of course, she'd love it. Yeah, come on by. That'd be cool. fun. Saturday so, uh, so uh, some of you actually have been have been tweeting at me, tweeting at the relevant podcast, asking if the in studio sessions would ever come back. We used to do a lot of these. We kind of went away from it for a season. The answer. 
as I just said, yes, we have a lot of bands scheduled to come through the relevant studios this fall, and uh, you're going to be hearing more of these live performances on the podcast. So, hey, everybody, have, have any of you guys been asked to do an in-studio session with your band? Like Red Letter? Like Red Letter? Or or Cabin or, uh, 8? Or Lap 7? Yeah, Cabin lap 8. Seven. We keep, we keep I, turning I don't it think, down. I don't think the studio can handle Lap 7. It's a lot <laughs> of instruments. Yeah, 24 <laughs> elders. Can, we can't fit all in here. Hey, well, well, Tyler, what was yours? Uh, for, Pistol Whip. Yeah, <laughs> Pistol Whip. I, I've been meaning to talk to you guys about this. I, on a bit of a hiatus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not personal. It, there's I still have a lot of respect for the band mm-hmm. and their families and, yeah. and the art work that they all bring. Yeah, we just needed you know we just needed some time. This is ten years on the road and yeah, we just, sure. It, yeah, three is crowder. This is what I heard is that Pistol Whip they'd gone away for a while, but I heard that they're reuniting at the VMAs. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. is Chad, that is Chad, that that's, that's sort of um. Let's well, t- I can't I can't confirm or deny right. anything that's happening at the VMAs with Pistol Whip. But um, can we please talk about this? But there is a band uh, that's reuniting. At the are, are, are we just going to jump into slices there, here and do this? This isn't thing? a slice. This is the podcast. This we're is like talk about this is like the most important news of the week. This yeah, like totally gonna, trumps slices. We're going to land here for a little while now, so let's just just settle in because we're talking about you this. know that like you know that half of NSYNC lives in Orlando, right? Like the guys still live in Orlando, like Chris yeah. Patrick, who I've seen a couple times at radio stations. Yeah, yeah, the ones who don't know are like shop. Publixes that we go to <laughs> and are what, like living. Dreadlock guy, what's his name? Chris Crookpatrick. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> so for them, this is like they've got to be super stoked. Oh, they and they're have like to be. just like JT. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for returning our calls. Yeah. You know that um, you know that Chris Crookpatrick is the one who nobody like has a cell phone number anymore. They weren't trying to get in touch with him about the reunion. Yeah. Has anyone heard? Has anyone heard from Chris lately? Oh no, I thought you had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he texted me a while back, but you know, kind of slipped through the cracks and they were or like, whatever. Chris, who? Uh, dreadlight guy. Oh, dreadlight, oh, dreadlight guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah did, didn't he give us a Zune for Christmas that one year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Zune now, guy. Now, was he going to space? I can't remember. See <laughs> <laughs> the one? Oh you man, guys had a space trip. Really <laughs> good. That's amazing. I'm so, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I read about one of you dudes going to space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't What's matter. You? What's hey, his, you want heard from Justin? I've been texting him a lot lately. <laughs> is that guy doing anything? Now? I guess he's is busy. He doesn't story? get back to me. You know, married life. It, it's weird. Like life. he's got a lot going on right now. But I text him like all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, t- I'm sure he's getting the text. He probably laughs. Have we made fun of up. all of them? Hold I on. Think I th- Lance, Lance. Lance. We can't make fun Joey, of Lance. F- Joey Fatone. Fatone. No, not Joey, Joey Fat One. It's Joey. <laughs> it's Joey Fatone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not Joey Fat One. <laughs> then uh, what's it? Who's the other one? Uh, Dred- Dredzy. There's Dredzy. Dreadlock guy. There's That's a, Dredzy McGee. There's one we're yeah. missing. Oh, the uh, the the movie star, good looks guy. JC. What's his name? JC Chavez. Yeah. He was, he, was, he was the one that like tried to break out around the same time as JT did. Uh, yeah. And he it's actually it. released a solo album, and I'm pretty sure it didn't do very well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean obviously. obviously. Well, it was, it was, since we could not remember his name. <laughs> you could only here's get the it reality. On here's the reality. The sad re- it's not even the sad reality of the situation. It's just the reality. We can make all the jokes we want, but they're laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like, well, those dudes are set for life. And, you know what I mean? Like, we, we can make... They know they're in a boy band, and they owned it. And, and like me and Tyler were talking the other day, if you listen to some of their stuff, dude, it's not that bad. It's not no, that it's bad not. at all. No, it's, it was good. That's it what I'm saying. So, awesome. So, yeah, they, they, they take the bun of the jokes because of the dreads and the frosted tips and the you know the crazy denim and such <laughs> but you know what they they, they are, are set for life you and listen, you listen to those songs now they had something pretty special going on yeah. back when they were but they, they really yeah. did there, I, have they, a, I have a little i have a little anecdotal tale about this this will launch into our discussion of the vmas probably 
But uh, as longtime fans of the podcast know, I moved to Nashville to be with with my girlfriend, with Liz, and she she was she she's twenty six, so she was around for the prime time. Like she was a teenager, oh, and when it was it. like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. died in the wool. And and last night I was talking to her about this, and and this girl Liz Riggs, who is a who's a very cool, well adjusted, emotionally grounded individual, started crying actual human tears. Oh, oh no. no! While we were discussing what it would be like to yeah. see and see this Sunday, like what to watch I, I hope TV. at that point you said, "Listen, it's not you, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> but this is really creeping me out. You're crying about an NSYNC for you. I'm gonna probably head on back down to Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah listen, uh, we get. To get shot, didn't we? You can yeah. just Skype in every once in a while if you feel like. So it. I'm in the car right now, driving back to Orlando. <laughs> hey, listen, Changing I, I, I want to tell it. you this. I was a youth director during the Insync uh, Day. Okay, yeah. so that's like a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying like the youth direct, like you yeah. were in charge of like a youth ministry. Yeah, don't make it sound like it was like very. I mean, it was like small church, twenty kids. I was the guy that gave the talk. No, no, I, no, I wasn't. I was the meaning at all. I was just trying to clarify yes. the, the role and, for the, and at the time yes. context of the story. Yes, youth director, youth pastor. I and was, at the time, Eddie, you had dreadlocks, right? Yeah, I was the youth group. <laughs> you had guy. frosted tipped dreadlocks. Yeah, so sort of the Chris Kirkpatrick of the youth director <laughs> industry. <laughs> it costs like eight hundred bucks to get it done. So. <laughs> <laughs> those pictures just those pictures last a lifetime though. It, it, you were at a salon for over a week. <laughs> so get that. So get I'm this. a youth, I'm uh, I'm the youth group guy in the midst of the heyday of NSYNC. Sure. And there was sure. a girl in the youth group who uh, through some organization that she was involved with got tickets to go see NSYNC. And yeah. she asked me and another guy that was one of the volunteers, "Hey, do you want to go with like there was a group of like five of us?" You want to go see in sync, and we're like, you know, this good like outreachy kind of move, and we're gonna go. Oh, yeah. Plus, we were kind of like, okay, this is gonna yeah, be, rad. be awesome, yeah. But you, but you, so you saw the, <laughs> you saw the in sync concert as an outreach. It well, yeah. <laughs> what was your game plan? You know, like, what, I, like I did, to justify it as like an evangelistic opportunity I, I for your like, youth? It, it felt like what just, was the game plan going to the concert? It felt like a kid in a youth group invites you to something, and you're trying to get your bearings and trying to be like a good friend, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Well, you said okay. we're. I'll go as long as there's no strings attached. Oh, oh. God almighty, you are good at that. Wow. So anyhow, we get uh, to this concert, and she's handing out the tickets. We're like, this is going to be so fun, whatever. And then she's like, I'll see you guys after the show. Whoa. And her tickets and all of her friends' tickets were in a totally different place. And so me and my uh, friend, we're 23 or 24-year-old like grown men at, at this point, sure, right? Sure, Stood fifth row in the no-strings-attached show, incredible seats <laughs> with... What must have been two or three hundred thousand screaming teenage girls oh, yeah. around us? Wow. And, I would have loved that, and we screamed no. the whole time. It <laughs> was the been, most you've been amazing on, like, a watch show. list ever since. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the most incredible show. I mean, it was everything like, you do is flagged. It was awesome. Were you shouting, Joey, fat one? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to let you. And he said, "And he said, I'm laughing all the way to the bank." Yeah, weirdo. The bank. <laughs> and then we, and yeah, that, to those two, to those two uh, mid twenty something uh, guy weirdos right there. Hilarious! Never heard it before. I'm a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I will be for the rest of my life. My so. my clothes are literally made out of money. Just yeah, hundred dollar awesome. bills. All that being said, movie releases coming out on Friday, August thirtieth. Just a couple. Get away with Ethan Hawke, Selena Gomez, John Voight, and Empire State with Liam Nees- uh, Liam Hemsworth, Emma Roberts, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So. I would like a project though where Liam Neeson and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are together. That would be incredible. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe like, Taken ta- Three. Yeah, Taken Three. Yeah. I, I yeah. think Taken Three should be Taken Three D. 
I don't, I, don't, I don't think we've been seeing enough of the third sequel or the, the second sequel movies doing 3D anymore. Yeah, I, I, like I picture like the trailer for, for Taken 3, like Liam Neeson is like, you know, at like a hotel or some exotic locale and his cell phone rings and it's his daughter or wife or some female in his family from the past. It's like, hey, listen, uh, dad, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> you know, it's, they got us again. So, I know, you know, you have a special set of skills, whatever, you know, just come. It's happened. I don't know. I don't know who they you want, are. They want us to tell you that they know the speech. They're aware you're coming. They know. They know. I, I just There's... thought I'd clue you in. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Music releases, new release, uh, movie releases, and uh, all of your in-sync and taken 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all the info that you need. I, I, we it's should. We what should we ask here in the Robin Podcast. We should ask what people w- want the subtitle for Taken 3D to be. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's I love it. That might be a question of the week. We'll just have to see if we ever get there. All right, yeah. stay tuned. Up next, slices. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by the English Language Institute China. With short-term and long-term options available in seven countries in Asia, there's an opportunity waiting for you to make an impact in the lives of countless Asian students and future leaders. You can find out more at elic.org. You're listening to The Royal Concept. The song is Gold Rushed from the album The Royal Concept. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Strange Talk with the song Castaway. I wondered what that was. I thought it was just regular old Strange Talk. No, it was just... It sounded pretty normal. Yeah. 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 It's unfortunate, but... I think uh, because people had that weird accent. Mm. Is that that why? Oh, yeah. I kept umlauing everything. (laughs) Strange Talk from the album Strange Talk. All right. It's time for Slices. Jesse, what do you got, man? Uh, Okay, so this one uh, comes to us uh, uh, from a little 11-year-old kid named Quinn Sheeran. And uh, the kid is is basically a boy genius inventor. Um, he has invented a deodorant, like like a like a can of a, or a little container of Old Spice. That when you lift the cap off, it plays the Rocky theme song. Love it! Oh my gosh! So right. so you're getting ready in the morning, and you know sometimes, especially at the beginning of the week, you're maybe did have a lot of sleep the night before, just facing a lot of stuff. Maybe you feel like a gritty underdog coming into your day. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon mm-hmm. as you get ready in the morning, you have the opportunity to get super pumped by hearing the Rocky theme song thanks to this 11-year-old. What he did is he dismantled one of those music-playing greeting cards and actually connected it to the top of the deodorant can. So when you lift the lid off, it'll play the Rocky theme song. Right now, it's just a one-off invention, but obviously... This little boy genius is has great things ahead. If he already thought of this at the age of eleven, he's not selling them, right? Like right now, it's just a, he just invented one for himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect to see him on Shark Tank pretty soon. I'm surprised. I'm glad to know that eleven year olds still know about about the Rocky theme song because I felt like that'd be one of those things that that like a, a dad would joke about that nobody that his son's like whatever, dad. Yeah. Did you hear that they're 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 doing another Rocky? Are they doing another Rocky? Yeah. 
it's Stallone's next project, I guess, after Expendables three. Wow, Stallone, Stallone has started reverse aging. I was waiting. I was waiting for the punchline. There's no punchline. There's this no, is no, this is thing. This, this is, is real. true. This is reality. This is true news. And wow. I'm pretty sure he dies in this one because there was no. they wanted him to die at the end of five, and he said no. And then he we, he planned on killing off the character in the last one, and then he changed his mind at the last minute. So I'm hoping this time Rocky dies. But, this is the crazy literally thing all is it's he's Liam, got. It's Liam Neeson that kills him. It's yeah, crazy. It's weird. Uh, I, I should say that Chris Montgomery just hit me up on Twitter moments before the recording and sent me a link to an IMDb page where uh, it, they're showing that there's a Rambo TV uh, series in development okay. that possibly oh. star Sylvester Stallone. Really? Hmm. So, so Stallone's not going anywhere. How old is not Sylvester Stallone? Do we, have a, do we have an age on that? 84. 84 years Still old. Dude, just in make up a number. He's being in his 60s. Let's be generous, Eddie. Yeah, he, I, yeah, I do think he... I'll look it up real quick. It's, I, well, can uh, we take guesses real quick? I would say Stallone is <clears throat> 61. I think he's I think he's 70. I'm going to go 67. I say 63. I'll say one of you guys nailed it. It's 67. Wow. 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 I feel really good. Thanks. Good work. Yeah. That was awesome. He's that Man. old? You have it pulled up on your computer. Don't I, you? I don't. I don't. I have my slice <laughs> pulled up. I'm ready to go. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, Man, I, I, that eleven-year-old kid is a rock star. What theme song yeah. would you like playing on your deodorant as you uncap oh, it that, in the morning? Well, that's a good that's question. a great question. Oh no! Obviously, yeah, maybe, maybe that's another question of the week alternative. Maybe we should sit on that one. Oh, yeah, that's okay, good, that's good. Oh yeah, let me think about it. Hmm. All right. Well, while you're thinking about it, Eddie, what do you got, man? All right. Well, there are. Um, you know, many, uh, I don't know what they're called, the, the domains, right? Dot com, dot hmm. org, dot net, dot biz, dot gov, dot, dot biz. Yeah. Um, TLDs. What? TLDs? TLDs is what they call them in the dot biz. Oh, do you know a lot about this? I don't. I just <laughs> Well, anyhow, the American Bible Society is in the process and very far along in the process of opening up a brand new domain, dot Bible. Uh, which I think is fascinating. There's been a bit of controversy uh, going back and forth. There was um, some uh, kind of questions expressed by Saudi Arabia's Communication and Information Technology Commission. Oh, of course. Which I I didn't know that they exist on uh, basically if this is appropriate and if there's even a clear consensus on who or what defines the word Bible. Yeah. So there's been a little bit of back and forth on that. But it seems sure. like even that with that back and forth, there is still going to be the dot Bible domain. Um, and I think this is interesting uh, because I don't know when this would possibly be used. Because yeah. it's not like we're going to buy like relevant podcast dot Bible. Like dot com, <laughs> commerce, org, organization. Like I get some of these, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't get the, the dot Bible thing. And do any of you have any sense of why this would be used or who would care about this? I, I think if you're maybe like, a, uh, you know, maybe like a publisher or something and we're doing like a translation, mm-hmm. you know, so if you had the Eddie Bible, you know, mm-hmm. you could buy like Eddie.Bible or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that it does seem like a bit of a strange LOL cats uh, dot Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, like it keeps, it keeps cool. people from stumbling accidentally onto Bible, biblical content, which is an invaluable service because who wants to like, who thinks you're going to find something super cool. And then it's like, Oh, boring Bible stuff. Uh, who cares? <laughs> Cloak and dapper dot Bible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have that. Yeah. I think um, Eugene yeah. Peterson should definitely have dot, but, a dot Bible. Um, but there are other religion, uh, related ones. Dot faith. Dot church. Dot church I could get. Sure. Dot church makes sense. That makes sense. Summit yeah. dot church. Yeah. Uh, dot Catholic. Dot Islam. 
dot Mormon and my favorite dot Christmas. No, stop it. Dot, are you serious? It's on the internet. Could it possibly be a lie? It's right here. I'm reading it on a thing. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes. Not so, Christmas. We should have led with that. Now there's all kinds of opportunity there. Yeah. Like uh, relevant podcast dot Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying Tyler Huckabee dot Christmas right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, if you don't own your dot Christmas, you're really not looking out for yeah. your online security. Yeah. yeah. And I've already, I'm already the proud owner of candy talk dot Islam. Oh, so. <laughs> it's a very specific niche. I love it. You know, I yeah. think if people were concerned, you know, maybe Christian groups were concerned that others were speaking badly about the religion, mm-hmm. they might want to purchase libel dot Bible. <laughs> that's, that's, I liked it. That's good. That's maybe good. one circumstance. That's good. I like that. Yeah, but they said or, or, gonna... or if there was like a, a you know a new children's series, Fible that Bible. Remember, I, I cried during Fible goes oh west. My oh my gosh! And they're man. both yeah. looking at the moon, which of course we realize is impossible because one's in Russia and one's in New York. Sure, the moon isn't up at the same don't, time, but don't we don't ruin it. Don't yeah. take. <laughs> you don't get, Wow. I, I pity your childhood. Eddie, <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Were you that kid? Were it, you really that kid? I was the worst. I may still be the worst, actually. It's one know. of the mice could have been inceptioning. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Read between the lines. And mice are a lot smaller, so they obviously have different perspectives on the world. I don't. Yeah. There's. It's yeah. fine. There's, it, it opens up a whole can. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about it. I cried. It's a great movie, and. I don't care what you say, Eddie. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Somewhere Jesse cried there. tears like Tyler's girlfriend cries tears when NSYNC reunites. Yeah. So I, I hope that's not true because it, it was a wreck. <laughs> so I think that that Bible thing is kind of interesting. It is I, interesting. I'll be curious to see how that pans out yeah. and how ICANN, uh, ICANN is the internet corporation for assigned names and numbers. It's a nonprofit that controls uh, names on the web. I'll be curious to see how they control dot .bible because right. as you can imagine, there will be a lot of positive uses and probably a lot of uh, not positive uses for <laughs> right. that. And uh, we've probably just given you all quite a few. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Tyler, what do you got, man? Um, well, this this is a uh, – it's sort of an involved story. I'd like to get – be interested in getting you guys' thoughts on it. It, it involves a 20-year-old uh, college student – well, a former college student from Georgia named Caleb Clemens. And uh, about six months ago, he was on his Tumblr – and he posted just a, a simple text message on his Tumblr that said, hello, my name is, and then he just has a, I think it's Irenig, and I plan on shooting up Georgia Southern, pass this around to see the effect it has, to see if I get arrested. Hmm. And, wow. uh, and he was arrested later that day for making a, a threat. He says that it was a social experiment, that he would never shoot up a school, and, and everybody seems to back him up, that he just has kind of a weird sense of humor and, and certainly wasn't intending to. But he's has been in jail for the past six months now over that, and now he's going to actually be... Uh, for the next five years, courts have ruled that he is banned from any kind of social media, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter. Um, he's saying he's trying to to appeal it, saying it was an experimental literary piece and an art project, but the prosecutors are not going to be persuaded on this one. And uh, he was there's like a twenty thousand dollar bail that his family couldn't afford, which is why he spent six months in jail. And uh now he's going to be just on some sort of, a, I, I guess, a probation period from the internet for the next five years because of this. And I've gone back and forth on this one a little bit myself. Like, but he shouldn't have posted that. That was a, a terrible joke to make on, on any medium, let alone Tumblr, where a lot of these things do get uh, – where, where it, it's hard to know what to take seriously on Tumblr or any social media. Sure. 
But uh, six months in jail, $20,000 bail, wow. and now a five-year probation period. Uh, I'm trying to decide, what do you guys think justice was served here? Well, I don't know if the punishment necessarily fits the crime, but it certainly, you know, I, I don't, I, I think he deserves some sort of legal ramification, whether or not five years of internet probation and six months in jail is appropriate or not, you know, I guess is debatable, but I don't think, you know, there's one thing to say, there's one thing, obviously, you know, we live in a country where we have free speech, but you can't make like a direct threat to, you know, uh, you know, children and, uh, you know, that, that appears legitimate and expect no recourse. I mean, it seems really like a stupid thing to do. And then to say it was an art project. I mean, you know, that, yeah. I mean, it's like the conversation we we're having the other day. You can't just do something and call it art. You know what I mean? To Agreed. try to make, Agreed. yeah, you're, sure. you were, you're definitely making a statement and you can call it a social experiment but this experiment succeeded because you're going to jail for making a threat. You know, well, what did he expect right. the outcome to be? Right. You know, like what, yeah. what was he trying to deduce from this? You know, that if I say, if I say I'm going to make a horrible threat that the law is going to, that law enforcement's going to come after me, success, you found out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the question that I don't, well, his, his lawyer was talking to The Verge and he said, and this is a quote here. Uh, it was deemed to be a threat, if nothing else. That's what terroristic threats are. It's not carrying through with any acts, because if there was some act involved, then it would carry up to a 10-year prison sentence. Nowadays, with people being shot in theaters and schools and on the streets, these types of things are looked at a whole lot differently. And I guess the question is then, what, uh, like, well, what constitutes a terroristic threat? In this case, it was a pretty black and white, like, he says, uh, I plan on shooting up Georgia Southern. So that certainly sounds like a threat, whatever his actual intention was behind it. Um, it's, just, it's just interesting to know what, like, I, I feel like law still has sort of a, its relationship with social media remains something that isn't very well defined yet. And what can be considered illegal, a lot of, a lot of, especially people who have been raised never knowing anything besides social media, don't always have a great understanding of, now, this is the internet, and what you say here doesn't exist in a vacuum. It, it has very real consequences. Politicians, obviously, have a lot of the, have a realization they have to come to on that as well. I think that the real experiment could have been, you know, he posted the same thing, but just on LinkedIn and see if anyone noticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could think there are the gray areas of where, you know, there comes down to, like, intention, like, if you're picking on somebody or bullying somebody or saying hateful things and that person ends up, you know, harming themselves or doing something as a consequence, you know, I think you, you could look at, well, what was your intention to try to drive someone to do something, you know, violent or, or, you know, you know, I think there, there may be some gray area there, but this seems like he directly said he planned on and intended on doing something. And at that point, you're not, there is no gray area, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, you said you were planning on doing something terrible, and obviously, the law, law enforcement is going to investigate that and punish you for it, you know? I feel like we evolve or devolve with our tolerances for certain uh, uh, types of expression, and I feel like this is just the wrong time in history and the wrong time to be making this kind of threat to get a rise out of people. I, I don't think that there's ever a time where it'll be more right, but I mean, he had to have known that this was just not 
like with everything that's happening in the world, this is not the time that you make yeah. that kind of assertion. It, it's like it's like someone who makes like a bomb joke while waiting in line at the TSA check in. It's right. like, what do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? Right. It's like <laughs> you can't do that. You know, you, you I, some people, you know, you hear hear stories from time to time of people saying some inappropriate joke or or something in an inopportune time, and saying, "Look, it was just a joke. I was just expressing." freedom of speech and it's like well there are bounds to it you can't be an idiot about it you know people who make bomb jokes in airports are they're braver than i am and and probably dumber too that just seems like such (laughs) yeah i don't know if brave is the right word (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i just i hate what will come of this kid there will be people that think he is just a a pioneer and people you know in, in free speech and i just like he was just being I feel like he was just being a punk. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It seems yeah. like it. You too. Well, a lot of good slices this afternoon, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing some good stuff. Stay tuned. Up next, we're going to talk to Audrey Assad. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by One Life. One Life is challenging relevant podcast listeners to take this week's challenge. The challenge is to give backpacks full of school supplies, food, and clothing to 2,000 orphans in East Asia. When you purchase one backpack, One Life gives two backpacks to orphans in need. Head over to the podcast page to learn how you can get involved. You're listening to The Lonely Wild. The song is Everything You Need. It's from the album The Sun As It Comes. Well, Audrey Assad is an independent singer, musician, and songwriter whose musical influences range from Paul Simon and the Carpenters to Feist and Jack White. Her new album, Fortunate Fall, was just released on August 13th. The album was funded through Kickstarter in the spring of 2013 as she and her fans raised the goal of $40,000 in 50 hours and ended the campaign with a bang at nearly 200% of their goal. The album is full of songs for liturgy, personal prayer, and corporate worship. The album explores the beauty of human need and that needing God allows us to know God in Christ the Redeemer and the Holy Spirit the Revealer. Audrey's a friend of Relevant and Relevant Podcasts. She's appeared here before. Very own Tyler Huckabee recently caught up with her. Here is Audrey Assad. Now, you're doing this one on your own, right? No label behind you or anything? Correct. Yes. Why did you decide to do that? Well, I parted ways with my label officially in March. And that was, I mean, I could call it mutual. I think it's easy. It's safe to say it was amiable. There was not a 
reason for dropping me or whatever. I kind of had talked to them about my priorities and the things I wanted to do. And they were gracious enough to like hear me. And um, we came to that conclusion together that it would be best for us to stop working together in that capacity. And uh, it really went as well as it could have, I think. And so I just, I felt ultimately that I had some priorities in making music that didn't make sense in the label system. And so I decided to give it a go by myself and see what we could do. I think for me, a lot of it had to do definitely with musical choices and with artwork choices. I mean, everything about the creative process. I just, I I felt the, the desire to really forge ahead on my own. So I did. Like when you talk about your own creative direction you want to take or, or stylistic things you want to do, what sort of things are you talking about, especially for people who might have heard some of the stuff you did with Sparrow? Um, what's going to be different about this new album? Well, I think the biggest and most obvious difference is that nothing about this record was done by committee, which is kind of how it has to be done in a label system, not for any reason except for the fact that there are a lot of people working there with a lot of different prerogatives and priorities. And when I, I basically thought up the record, you know, demoed it out myself, produced it myself, there's one perspective. I did have good editors that I kind of brought on by choice, you know, and I guess the difference between working with people who have the same bottom line or priority with you that they have with everyone else on the label. And that's their job. And that's how it works. You know, it's not there. It's not that's just the reality. Like the label system functions that way. And I have no hard feelings against that, but I think I just didn't thrive in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to try to do something that was for the church that I love um, and influenced by my Catholicism in particular um, in a very honest and non-commercial way. I really... I mean, I have no delusions about it. It's a product. I'm selling it. I understand that. But I, I I wanted to keep away from it as much as I could any kind of constraints of different commercial streams that I might, you know, be tempted to think about, like whether that is radio or uh, obviously placements. I mean, there's no market for placing church music that's liturgically influenced, but I, I didn't want to think about those things. And so I shut myself in my office for two months and just listened to my heart, you know, and really tried to sequester myself from those voices and those editors that I had previously sort of been subject to. I 
as you're working on this, and especially as you were in more of like maybe the the actual songwriting phase, do you feel like you write songs to like get things off your chest, like just to to sort of get them out and maybe exercise your demons, so to speak, or do you come at it with a message like people need to hear this, or I want to say things to my listeners and my fans and people who just happen upon me? Mm-hmm. Well, with this record, which is intended for the church to sing. Uh, along with and pray with I would say that each one of these songs represents my attempt to understand something and in this case the theme of the record overarchingly is Fortunate Fall um, which is a sort of reflection on the idea, I got this from St. Augustine that God brings good out of evil and that is like somehow inherently more beautiful than evil never existing um or else why would he have permitted things to go the way they did? And so that's something I cannot grasp. And I don't know if I ever could, but my exploration of it resulted in the music that is on this record. And so I would say that at this phase in my life, in my songwriting, any songs I write that are for the church are my attempt to apprehend a mystery that I really can't. And uh, that's what I want to sing about in church. Uh, the things... I cannot grasp the ineffable things, um, the mysterious things. What would you say to um, somebody who listens to your music, who, who either listens to the album or, or sees you live? What would you say you, you want them to leave with? Like, what what thought or, or maybe just general feeling do you think is something that uh, that you'd hope that people come away with from your music? I would say rather than a thought, it would be a sort of state of mind, which um, a state of presence that really could be called contemplation. And like spoken prayer, when we speak a prayer or sing a prayer or whatever, if it leads to contemplation of God, the sort of gazing at God or this mystery, like examining it, but in this sort of uh, quiet way, that's ideal, I think. When we start by singing and speaking and we end by like looking and listening. And that is what I hope this record does for people is provide a sort of pathway to the looking and the listening through the singing and the speaking if that makes sense um, to express in order to receive and to, to sing in order in order to hear and I hope that that's what happens and I, I prayed that over this record many times and I continue to do so
That was Audrey Assad. Be sure to check out her new album, Fortunate Fall. It's available everywhere, including streaming right now on relevantmagazine.com's The Drop. For more on Audrey, check her out online at audreyassad.com. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by Death by Living. In this astoundingly unique book, best-selling author N.D. Wilson reminds us that to truly live, we must recognize that we are dying. Every second, we create more of our past, more decisions, more breathing, more love, and more loathing. We stand in the now. God says create, live, choose, shape the past. Etch your life in stone, and what you make will be forever. Get Death by Living, available now wherever books are sold. You're listening to Valentina. The song is Wolves. It's from the Wolves EP. Sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, it is time for your feedback, your uh, corrections and apologies. We don't have any corrections or apologies. We don't have any feedback because last week we didn't really ask a question of the week. I guess you could say technically there is feedback. Yeah. Uh, most of the feedback on the episode page has to do with uh, you know people praying for Cameron and I and, and like I said earlier we appreciate that they appreciate that but uh, no no direct uh, question of the week from last week so with all that being said it's now time for this week's editorial question of the week all right well earlier in the show we uh, we talked about well we talked about a lot of things uh, this week uh, but one of the things we talked about was uh, during slices was this 11 year old kid who has his own theme music that every time he puts on a st- or uh, opens up his stick of deodorant he hears the rocky theme song and it got us thinking got us talking during some of the music breaks and this week we want to know what would your ideal theme song and how would you use it? So maybe you're one of those guys that just doesn't wear deodorant every day, so that wouldn't really work for you. You could be a hippie. You might <laughs> have that? frosted tips. There's yeah, maybe, maybe you're that guy. Maybe, he, maybe you're, you got other I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You're, well, you're one of the former members of NSYNC, probably, mm, wow. um, yeah. who just really isn't doing anything with his life. But um, I, I play Kisses... Uh, Rock and roll and I party every day when I floss. When you floss. <laughs> Good one. Intense. That's Good cool. One. All right. All right. Every time I have my vacuum cleaner set so that every time I turn it on, uh, dust in the wind plays. And it's How real- long had you had that <laughs> in the chamber? Only, mere seconds, Eddie. Uh, mere seconds. That's really great, yeah. man. Just mere seconds. I'm really proud of you. That is pretty good. I um, As I'm driving my Vespa to work, I just have the radio cranked danger zone. Yeah. Because uh, any, yeah. anywhere yes, I'm going in your general like, vicinity yeah. should be considered As I'm going like 40 zone. miles an hour just flying in between traffic. Flying. Every time I drive to work, I play Cats in the Cradle. And you, just, <laughs> you have a good cry. Bye-bye, girls. Daddy has yeah, to go wait for eight and a half hours. Have a good, solid cry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else there? Tyler, what, what was your thoughts I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean, uh, I mean I, I've, it was in sync, but that's kind of proven to be a liability here in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, people bursting into tears, collapsing in, in piles on the street as <laughs> and, I drive by playing it. And by people, you mean your girlfriend? Yeah, only my girlfriend. Right. I, I kind of thought this was maybe like, this would be like a universal thing. Like you guys would be like, oh man, I feel, my wife was the same way when we was in sync. But nope, I think this is my how's own she gonna, cross to bear. How's yeah. she going to feel about this whole conversation? You think this is going to work well? 
Does she like how is she going to feel about the fact that I discussed this with you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and we like a hundred thousand other people. <laughs> but, well, I think that I I, I trust. Uh, Her name is Liz Riggs. Two G's. Liz, Liz with three Z's. Liz, Liz dot Bible. Buzz, buzz, well, buzz. I mean that's that'll be a fun little weekend adventure. <laughs> Please let, tweet her. Let, let her know your thoughts on Tyler's discussion about her on the podcast. Let, let's put it this way: she can't cry any more than she did about the Insync situation. Yeah, that's true. She might She's be all out of tears. Out of tears. Yeah. Tyler, I feel like I hear you saying that she cries too much. Oh. <laughs> you just went there. I know. No, I didn't. You just went he, there. I don't feel like I hear you saying that. I just really want you to get in trouble for all this. <laughs> I would say. I would say that Liz has the perfect emotional response to every situation. Wow, that's not what you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, two G's. Hit yeah, her up on Twitter. You said. Um, read the transcript. <laughs> read that back. Oh man, here's what it would be. This is. I don't. Need, I don't know why I had to think about this so long because I would. Yeah. I would absolutely have. Out of my deodorant, my toothbrush, uh, <laughs> my my frying pan in the morning when I put my nail bacon clippers, in it. yeah, <laughs> just every utensil that that I that I have, every implement that I use on throughout the day. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, that would be that would totally ding, be ding, for sure. Ding. Any yeah. number of jock jams would. Yeah, would do. I was going to say be, for Tyler, would, for Tyler, it would either be Bruce Springsteen or Jack White. Yeah, I love Jack White. Obviously, yeah. I, he's my he's my favorite. But born to run would get me. I have. I here. Here's something. I have cried human tears listening to Born to Run. That is a fact. Oh man, that is that a truth. You, you and Liz are made for each other. You, you cried. <laughs> you cried when Instinct covered it, though, right? <laughs> that really is a stunning song. Yeah. That really is unbelievable. It is. Um, note for me yeah. that you don't have to give me after the show. We'll just do the note now. That maybe <laughs> maybe I could stop humming or singing every song as we reference it. I think it's I like dun, it. Dun, dun, <laughs> you're you're kind of like the, the background music track of the podcast. Yeah, but, be, but yeah, it's here. your thing. You're the John Tesh of the relevant podcast. He knows you're the humming guy. <laughs> the John Tesh era was a big deal around here, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. Oh man. I was early on in my relevant career. There, there are there are certain things that you remember. I'll never forget. I'll it. never forget where I was when OJ you know the white bronco i'll never forget <laughs> i was you know, in fifth grade chorus no 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 11th grade chorus okay sorry right. i just uh, wanted to clear that up that's good that's good to know Nine nine eleven. you know all you know all you could say whatever you want all of those major life history moments i will never forget the moment that i got a direct message on twitter from john tesh's producer cool. that's cool. that just said hey tesh saw your tweet he wants to make this happen. Get in contact with me. Oh. I literally ran I up and down I this, remember that day. the hallway, high fiving people, yeah. screaming, "We got Tesh!" Weeping, we like, got Tesh! Weeping like Tyler's girlfriend, right? As the Rocky <laughs> theme music played. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a moment I'll never forget, guys. It was so. sort of the born to run of your life. <laughs> of my life. <laughs> we did it. We got John Tesh. <laughs> <got John> <laughs> All right. Well, this week, uh, go over to the podcast episode page, relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You can hit us up on Facebook as well. And let us know what and your... And, and you can find us on Pinterest. If you can find us, yeah. let us know because we don't know that yeah. we're even right there. Right next to peanut butter and jelly bars. Yeah. So LinkedIn.com backslash Relevant Podcast. No forward slash. Dot Bible. Dot Bible. Perfect. Dot Bible. Dot Bible. Relevant. <laughs> Dot Islam. Yeah. <laughs> it's something totally different. Uh, but let us know what your theme song would be and uh, where it would most likely be used in your life. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to these. We're gonna we'll, we'll read our favorites on next week's show. We'll actually play some of the music clips, or oh my gosh. Eddie might hum them. Yeah, I think that's probably a more entertaining option for no one. <laughs> 
Uh, I want to say thanks to uh, to Audrey Assad for talking to us this week. Again, her new album, Fortunate Fall, was just released a week or so ago. Check it out. Uh, check her out at AudreyAssad.com. And thanks to this week's show sponsor, Audible.com. Again, you can get a free audiobook and 30-day trial by signing up at AudiblePodcast.com slash relevant. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun. I am Chad Michael Snavely. I am Jesse Carey. No, that's not. I wanted to take his entire everything he has to say. The outro and intro. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm still Calvin Kearley. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Tyler Huckabee. We'll see you guys next week. listening to the relevant podcast go follow us on twitter at relevant podcast and for more great content check out relevantmagazine.com you know if you don't own your dot christmas you're really not looking out for your online security guys We know what that music means. You're listening to Candy Talk, the show that rots your teeth but not your brain. (laughs) That's incredible. I'm Jesse Carey. Here with me is the Laffy Taffy crew themselves of Eddie Koffels and Calvin Kearley. Today's show is sponsored by Rolos, even though I can't even remember the last time I actually ate one. You know what those, I don't like about Rolos? If we're just going to get into some hard hitting issues, your here? fillings right out of your head. The problem mm. is, I like to just when you're enjoying candy, like mm-hmm. I like M and M's. Let's put all these in my hand and let's just make an attack here. Right. With yeah. Rolos, it's like one tiny little foil wrapper at a time. Right? Isn't that the one where it's like? Are they individually wrapped? Oh no, that's I interesting. You could pop them. <laughs> that brings me to our first topic of discussion. <laughs> Have you guys ever eaten a Reese's cup and accidentally left on that black paper? Yes. <laughs> Happened to me. Yes. That's Four horrible. times that I can count. And you can't take that paper out of your mouth because you're going to miss some of the Reese's, so you have to commit at that point. It's a wet, nasty piece of paper that you're just eating. On today's show, <laughs> what exactly is nougat? <laughs> Topic two, that delicious stuff inside of a Three Musketeers bar. Oh when are God. they just going to start putting it in jars? And finally, <laughs> coconut. The jury's still out. No. First up, we have slices. Calvin. <laughs> uh, this is really interesting, folks. Uh, did you know that singing happy birthday makes the cake taste better? Oh. Uh, it's your birthday. You hate attention, but you do love cake. So before you stuff your gullet with red velvet deliciousness, you would uh, you have to suffer through the annual off-key embarrassment of happy birthday to you. Um, a new study suggests that performing a ritual, any ritual, before eating, even a silly thing like our American birthday traditions, actually makes the food taste better. Uh, they, uh, in one experiment, researchers recruited 52 uh, test subjects and told them to eat a chocolate bar. Half were given instructions on a ritual to follow before eating it. They were told, without unwrapping the chocolate bar... Break it in half, then unwrap half of the bar and eat it. Then unwrap the other half and eat that. 
The others were told just to relax for a bit and eat the candy like a regular person. As it, as <laughs> oh, it turns out... in the shower? Right. As it turns out, the people who had done the weird little song and dance routine before eating the chocolate ended up saying that they enjoyed it more and that those who ate the chocolate than those who ate the chocolate normally. It took longer to eat, and they said they would pay more for the chocolate. And this doesn't just apply to candy. Uh, similar experiments in the study were done using lemonade. And we don't care carrots, about that. We don't care about that. I don't even know what yeah, carrot is. Candy talk. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of carrot cake. Yeah, you can um, go to so carrot isn't talk. That, which isn't is... that interesting? Like the, the the ritual, the anticipation. Yeah, makes makes it taste better. Right. Like every time I've finished with a counseling session that I'm being counseled in. Right. I talk to my guy, and you just sit in the car alone eating candy, and so, that's the sweet spot. So I wonder, Jesse. This kind of ties in. I wonder if like Reese's. Like Reese's Buttercups are individually wrapped, or Rolos individually wrapped for that specific reason. Like, is that? Do you think they've put that much thought into it, it's, or maybe we developed this trait, this this personality about eating sweets because of those little rituals of unwrapping them? Like the Werther's originals. What, what came first, right? The chicken or the Cadbury egg? Right, right. It's Perfect. An, gotcha. It's a, Which Cadbury eggs? Why don't they sell them all year round? I'd eat them all year round. Hmm. Uh, for, for my slice, uh, is it time? Can I just share my slice? Because I'm very now off the slices from the Laffy Taffy crew. <laughs> Awful. What do you have said? So obviously, we've talked a lot about this uh, outside of the podcast, and this has been a huge, huge issue. Um, but out of confectionery news dot uh, com actual website, real story, uh, Germany has finally confirmed that they do not use leftover uh, chocolate bunny scraps when they're making. Uh, chocolate Santas. Uh, there's been a lot of talk every year. The rumors start to come out, um, but they have said that it is not allowed by law, so manufacturers would not do that. He added that no firm had ever been caught reusing leftover chocolate bunnies, and if they were found out, their business would be shut down by the German authorities. So I just want uh-huh. you all to feel a level of safety and satisfaction mm-hmm. that when you're eating Santas, the chocolate Santas that your mom gets you... Uh, in your stockings, there's no bunnies in that. So it's finally good to have that settled because that has been vexing me and troubling me for a long time. Here's another question I'd like to bring up where we're talking about chocolate Santas and chocolate bunnies. Why are they hollow? Seems like kind of a ripoff. Seems you guys? Like at least yeah. we could fill it with caramel or Cadbury egg white or nougat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our final slice comes from from Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> totally true. I've just uh, on an official Toledo newspaper. That you can look up on the internet about a house party that went awry when the host inadvertently mixed the jar of M&Ms with the jar of Skittles. Oh, my God. That makes me want House guests at this party that was – it went so horrifically wrong – when they when guests started eat, inadvertently eating them by the handful, not knowing that they were tasting the rainbow at the same time that they were eating chocolate, oh my that God. they were in such an enraged state that they that they abandoned the party and called the newspaper to let them know. So yeah, that's, be careful, <laughs> party host. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's like expecting water in their sprite. Neither one of those things are bad, but when you're not yeah. expecting mm-hmm. it, that's and then mixed together. That would when be you start getting the the tartness of a skittle mixed in with. You know, playing M and M's—it's it's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, get real. Well, we had we had a good show today. I want to I want to just quickly uh, 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 let listeners know what they can expect on future episodes of the Candy Talk podcast. You're definitely going to want to subscribe next week. We'll ha- we'll have a special uh, economist on the show 
to find out is inflation affecting the taste of the $100,000 bar. And we'll have an in-depth discussion about Werther's Original, the most sentimental of all candies. <laughs> this was the first and last episode of Candy Talk. Aren't you glad you waited around to the end for this? I'm Captain Caltastic. You'll never get the last 15 minutes of your life back. We'll see you next week.